Hello and welcome back once again to Rolling Solo. I'm your host as always, Jason Burns, and this is my personal kind of archive for my solo RPG adventure. Today we are continuing our um, Starforged journey here. Um, this is a little bit more recent than the last gap, so it feels good to be able to pump this out a little quicker than the last one. Um, I finally had some time to just, you know, sit down and play again. Um, this time I did not actually write before playing. Um, I'm going to see how that kind of affects my, like, approach to play. Um, I'm just kind of curious to see what that does. Um, I've also just not had a lot of time to write for this. I've been working on a couple of personal RPG projects that have kind of gotten in the way. Um, I'm currently working on a kind of like a dark fantasy comedy, uh, Hack of the Between, um, which if you've not heard of the Between, um, it's probably weird because my first initial listeners are probably all people from the gauntlet. Um, but if you haven't checked out the Between, it is a Victorian monster hunter uh, RPG based off the very successful Penny Dreadful uh, TV show. Um, it's it's really great. I highly recommend it. Um, as well as basically anything that the Gauntlet publishes, um, the Gauntlet publishes just solid uh, storytelling RPGs. I think that if you are into indie RPGs or anything that is not the Dragon game, I I highly recommend looking at it. Um, so beyond that, um, not a whole lot new in my life, just, you know, a lot of work, a lot of getting things settled. Um, 4th of July was weird because, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in our country that, you know, not ideal. Um, but yeah, just been trying to, uh, get through these personal projects while I find time to do what makes me happy and that's play rpgs uh, all right so without too much faffing about i think we're going to go ahead and just kind of quickly summarize what happened in our last session and then we're just going to kind of dive in so in our last session um isaac helped cassidy kind of get through this bug problem they were having at the quarry. Um, they took a kind of monorail sort of buggy cart out of their little hidey hole, uh, got out into the rims, shot some bugs in the process, um, got up onto the ridge. They had to kind of run around a bit and distract them while they were uh, nipping at their heels, if you will. Cassidy got a... a communication relay relay uh repaired so that the um so those remote bases could communicate with the mother base um so she got everything connected back they got back to the main research base and isaac gave cassidy a small um box that contained uh, information from the research he had been doing about the gravity on the planet um Cassidy swore an iron vow to deliver that to the um, the main uh, ascension heads, essentially, um, which we have determined to be a formidable task. Um, it's going to take a bit of effort to head in that direction. Um, 
She set up off for her course and in doing so has encountered now, uh, we start our story where she has encountered these large, uh, chaotic storms that exist in this universe. And that is just completely gotten her ship off course. So we're going to begin with the begin a session move, which I always tend to uh, review or recap before we talk about the begin the session move. So we're going to uh, set the scene by envisioning our character's current situation intent. Uh, we also are going to try to see if... Um, if we can, I'm going to roll on the Oracle for the uh, spotlighting a new danger, opportunity, or insight. Um, I just, I love this little, um, I love flashbacks at the start of shows so that you get more context. So let's see what the Oracle gives us today. That is a 69. <laughs> nice. A key location is made unsafe or becomes mired in conflict. Mm -hmm. I think since we have just been introduced to this research that Isaac's doing, I think we flash over to what is essentially, um, I don't want to call it the White House of the Ascensions, because that just seems inappropriate and just not exactly accurate. Um, but I think it is a very clearly a fancy meeting room. Um, it is adorned in this green and blue with gold trim. Um, things are very ornate yet very organic in the room. I think we see a uh, meeting table. It's circular. Um, I think they would not want anyone at the head of the table. I don't think that's a very ascension philosophy. Um, we see a few people of um, various looks and genders um, just sort of in this circle. Uh, we see them arguing over something. They're talking about the null order they're afraid that if the null order i think i think they directly start referencing this research i think they mention isaac by name they say that if this information gets in the wrong hands then the null order might just be able to achieve their goal of complete chaos with little to no problem. And I think there are some arguments over whether or not sending Cassidy to retrieve this information was a good idea. One of the women at the table defend Cassidy for um, just being a solid choice for her commitment to the plan for her ability to achieve results then another woman speaks out and says that she gives a reminder of cassidy hasn't always been reliable and you know this 
And I think the table goes silent for a moment. Um, one of the men speaks up. Well, anyways, she doesn't know how important this is. And I think it's important that we have someone who is unaware of the gravitas of the situation. And I think we kind of start fading out of that scene as people just begin bickering and um, arguing over the situation. And I think as we fade back in, we see Cassidy in the starship. Uh, her instruments are going haywire. There's a klaxon kind of uh, blaring. And from the cockpit window, we can see these massive strands of crackling yellow energy with this kind of almost fire-like um debris swooshing out from the yellow crackles um cassidy begins to adjust herself and gets ready to begin her expedition all right so we're going to do the first roll which is to undertake an expedition when you trailblaze a route through perilous space, journey over hazardous terrain, or survey a mysterious, mysterious site, give the expedition a name and rank. Then, for each segment of the expedition, envision your approach. Um, so, we're going to give it a name and a rank first. Um, I think her first goal is to... Um, oh, if I can get my computer to operate here with me. I think she wants to get to the nearby settlement that is also here. Um, I just want to make sure that for some reason my thing that keeps my sector is not working. <laughs> Things don't want to work whenever you need them in the moment, you know. So I think she wants to get to the nearby settlement of um, Rampart, Rampart, which is on the planet Dagani 7. Um, but to do that, she's going to have to travel through these perilous space, essentially. Um, the, the, the course that was charted is meaningless now at this point, and she is kind of left to the whims of the chaotic world we live in. Um, so we are going to say the expedition is travel to Rampart on Dagani 7. All right. We're going to say that this is... I think it's dangerous. Um, I don't think it's formidable or anything. I think she's had to get through these before, so I don't think it's going to be anything absolutely bizarre for her. All right. So for each segment of the expedition, we are going to envision her approach. If she moves at speed, we roll with edge. If she keeps under the radar, she rolls with shadow. And if she stays vigilant, it is with wits. And on a strong hit, you reach a waypoint. Envision location and mark progress per the rank of the expedition. On a weak hit, as above, but the progress costs you, choose one. You suffer a cost or face a peril. 
and on a miss, you are waylaid by a crisis or arrive at a waypoint to confront an immediate hardship or threat. Do not mark progress and pay the price. Okay. This is interesting because I just want to double check a couple of things. Okay. So I think the beginning of this expedition, um, I think that Cassidy knows one thing about these bale fires, and that's you just have to be very cognizant of uh, when... I, I think how they work is first there is a crackle of yellow energy in a spot, and then that fire erupts from that kind of tear that is being sown through space. Um, and I think Cassidy knows that in order to make it through bale fire storms, you have to be able to navigate close enough to, um, close enough to where you can like thread the needle between these arcs of electricity, essentially, but be very aware of at what point it is in the arc, because eventually she knows that the fire is going to shoot out from this um, place of energy. So I think at first she knows to stay vigilant. Um, so I think this first part of the expedition is going to be done with wits. Um, so we're going to roll that. All right, so I rolled a two on the action die, plus three is five. I rolled a five and a seven. Um, I do not win on ties. It must be greater than. So, um, oh, wait, I forgot to take the beginning of session to move. Whenever I returned to it, I took plus one momentum. So uh, that put me at six momentum. I think I'm actually going to burn momentum to make sure that this is a weak hit. I don't want to start the game off uh, in a very bad spot. So I'm going to burn that momentum to get the six. We're going to go back to, uh, we go down, go down to zero momentum and then reset to two. Um, so on a weak hit, we in reach a waypoint. We envision the location and mark progress per the rank of the expedition. On a weak hit as above, but the progress costs you. All right. I think the first part, um, as Cassidy sort of pays attention and tries to weave her way through the... Um, as she kind of tries to weave her way through the storms... Uh, she's slow and steady. She's we're watching as she honestly kind of shifts it into low gear and kind of coasts in between uh, these crackles of energy that are appearing. I think at one point, though, she we see her get nervous as one of the crackles comes right across the windshield and we watch as fire kind of starts to erupt from it and it shoves her out of the way and i think the suffer move that she's going to make is that the starship is going to take uh two damage from that actually as it kind of thrusts her out of the way she kicks back up the engine and then she's going to have to move at speed 
to uh, realign herself, I think. Um, so we're going to roll with Edge. I rolled a four on the action dice and a four and a nine on the challenge dice. So four plus one is five. That is still a weak hit. Um, as she kind of gains control of the ship, she floors it essentially and shoots through another space. We watch as fire just sort of swirls around the ship. She's in the heart of the storm now. We hear um, the instruments start to kind of crackle with this shh. The, the interference is starting to completely disrupt what's happening inside. I think um I think the penalty here is that she has control of the ship but this situation has her stressed and her suffer move is going to be um I think she's going to take two spirit damage. Um I think that that is her suffer move there. Alright. Um, I think as she gains control a bit of the situation, um, she's shaken a bit, um, but she's confident that she is going to be able to kind of keep hold of the ship. Um, I should remind you this whole time, uh, for each of those two mixed successes, I did also mark two, um, checkboxes in the progress tract per its dangerous rank. I think she knows now that at speed, she needs to turn back to keeping a watchful eye. The ship can really kind of keep its pace now, but she needs to be very, very careful not to be rattled by another um, shockwave, essentially. All right. So that is a five on the action die, a five and a nine on the challenge dies. That's five, six, seven, eight. So that's still a weak hit. Um, I think we watch as she kicks it into high gear, sets it almost on autopilot, and then just turns over um, navigation itself to her. We watch as she quickly flips the levers. She um, starts pulling up a little, um, almost like a holographic um, sphere that she puts her hand on, and she uses it to manually guide certain aspects of the ship. We take a look from the outside of the ship, and we can see the metal is red and hot from the flames that kind of licked the outside. We watch as it shoots through the center of this flame, and she starts to very carefully and ever so slowly start threading the ship properly through these spaces. 
in almost no time at all, it feels like, as quickly as it started, she's on the other side of this balefire storm. Um, she's stressed. She's almost, she's panting, probably. She's kind of oh, just shocked from the whole event. Um, the energy crackles behind her and the ship slowly starts to turn off its warning signals. Uh, Cassidy has to flip a switch to get the klaxons to stop. And it doesn't stop at first, I think. I think they kind of give off a weird... And I think she has to flip the switch again to get it to completely um, turn off. Um... I think I'm going to roll on the oracles now to find what we find on the other side of the, the, um, what we find on the other side of the, uh, the storms, like what our waypoint is. And I'm thinking that it's going to be a derelict ship. Um, I think the chaos storm has wrecked something, um, and it's just in terrible shape. So I have a fun little roller here. I'm going to make a couple of little rolls. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So, um, what I just did is we have a, um, there is a oracle for derelict things. You can kind of use oracles to create any kind of waypoint. Um, I chose a derelict ship because I love the idea of that and it's super sci-fi. Um, you also have like starships that aren't derelict or settlements or whole planets, um, even like spaces, places in space, um, just random things that you find out there. Um, so I think that's really cool to um, be able to see as a waypoint. I think... So based off this oracle, um, Cassidy finds a, um, as Cassidy kind of gets her bearings together and she sees that there is peace for a bit, her radio comms starts to receive a little bit of static. Help on the end of it. The Bellfires have assistance and and it's just this weak radio signal um, just being emitted. She locks on to the frequency and she notices that there is a derelict ship um, in the distance. She 
sets her engines to slowly um, autopilot towards it to check it out a little bit. Um, she gets up from the cockpit, strains herself up, and gets ready just in case there is some weird stuff that's going to happen when she gets close to it. Um, she gets... Uh, she goes over to another panel and turns, uh, activates on a, a shielding system. She tries to um, basically prepare for the worst, <laughs> puts her gun on her holster, uh, and sits back down at the cockpit. The first thing she sees is this black starship it is longer than it is wide it is a workship of sorts um we'll say it's something that they would use to transport supplies or like mining efforts and i think this is appropriate because dagani 7 is actually a mining planet so i think i think seeing a ship like this out here wouldn't raise too many suspicions. It is very clearly running on limited power. Um, the the lights are very dim. It has these telltale red flashing lights, one on each side of its long, uh, almost cigar-like body. Um, its hatch in the back that would usually store things um, has kind of at some point of its journey been disconnected from the ship. Um, so there's almost this missing divot in this cigar-like ship that usually would hold a supply basin of some sort. And I think that that is going to be that waypoint that she finds. I think she's going to divert from the expedition for a moment um, because I think something like this just I think Cassidy is just a very curious person and I don't think and I think the idea that a ship that was sending out a broken distress signal would not I don't think Cassidy would be able to look past it. So we are going to use a move that is explore a waypoint. When you divert from an expedition to examine a notable location, roll plus wits. On a strong hit, choose one. On a strong hit with a match, you may instead make a discovery. The choices are to find an opportunity, which you envision a favorable insight, situation, resource, or encounter, and then take plus two momentum. Or you gain progress, which is to mark progress on your expedition per its rank. On a weak hit, you uncover something interesting, but is bound up in peril or reveals an ominous aspect of this place. Envision what you encounter, then take plus one momentum. And then on a miss, you encounter an immediate hardship or threat and must pay the price. On a miss with a match, you may instead confront chaos. What a terrifying aspect. Okay. Well. 
I should not have poked my head places, I'm pretty sure, uh, because yes, that is indeed a 10 and an 8 on my challenge die, and only a 4 on my action dice. So that, oh god, that is 7. Okay, so that is a weak, that is a miss. I think as, no, I know what it is. I think as soon as Cassidy gets a certain distance away from the ship, um, the comms still kind of looping that same, the bell fire sent, there is a assistance. I think suddenly Cassidy feels her ship lurch towards the ship. Um, and in her panic, she finds that she is locked into a tractor beam from the ship. Um, it has just snatched her from her course. Um, and she is going to try her best to break it. But... I don't know how that is going to go. Um, so she must make a suffer move. Um, I think she's just going to take a bit of stress from this. Um, she is now at two spirit. She was originally at five, so that does kind of suck. Oh, and her supplies are really low. She should have probably resupplied before she left. Ugh. Um, I'm going to do a little bit of retconning here for a split second because I see that her supply is one she would have definitely tried to resupply before leaving uh, boss um, I'm just not as smart as Cassidy um, so I'm just going to roll for uh, what she would have actually no you know I don't even think she would have attempted to needed to attempt to bolster something um, I think she just takes plus two supply and she's back at three I just, I think that, I don't think she would just make a random journey into space without resupplying. So, that is my bad. Um, her pay the price. Uh, again, I think that stress makes the most sense. I'll roll on the oracle real quick just to make sure, but I think stress is... Actually, you know what? No, 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 that makes sense too. I rolled a 57, which is uh, your equipment or vehicle malfunctions. So that is definitely a pay the price. Um, I don't think she's going to be able to fight the tractor beam. I think that's the pay the price. Um, I think when she goes to try to kick it into high gear to escape, um, what happens is that the storms from earlier, she's already used a lot of the energy in the ship, and it's just not able to, at this second, escape from this uh, pool that is happening. Uh, so I think she realizes she is going to be pulled into this derelict ship in the middle of nowhere, which is... Oh, buddy, is it right up my alley? But it is not up Cassidy's alley. <laughs> Um, we watch as Cassidy flips levers, pulls throttles, tries her best to get this ship off back onto course. Um, but slowly and surely the ship is being pulled and dragged the whole time. The 
assistance in Dale Firestone. Um, I think eventually Cassidy like very aggressively just like hits the uh, computer and turns off the, um, the that communication relay. Um, so we have. We have a new problem. Um, Cassidy feels her ship heave as it is kind of ungracefully pulled into that back supply area. And it kind of grinds metal and pulls it into what is essentially what would have been a docking station. It is currently... um, not uh functional though um the the tractor beam seems to be perfectly fine uh it has pulled it pulled cassidy's uh, ship into its bay but it's wide open to space there's nothing to seal it it doesn't seal itself shut after she's done um the there's no one there operating it currently it seems to be an automated system and Cassidy finds that after it's pulled her in, she's still not able to escape it. So I think what's going to happen here is I think she's going to have to undertake an expedition to free her ship. Um, so um, we're going to do the undertake an expedition move. Uh, we are going to... Uh, it is specifically surveying a mysterious site. Um, so we're going to create a new tract. It is going to be um, explore derelict ship in order to free Cassidy's starship. All right. And I think it is going to be Mm, I think it's just going to be troublesome. I don't, I think that there, there might be potentially terrible things happening here, but it could also just be a malfunctioning ship. So I I think it's really just going to be troublesome. Um, All right. So uh, as Cassidy finishes getting ready she puts on that uh that neck um that neck visor that kind of goes over her head like a helmet so that she can say survive the vacuum of space she puts on a more sturdy survival suit um it's used for spacewalks it's still not super bulky i feel like uh the ascensions are very sleek in their designs they want it to look as natural as possible that is their whole embracing what is organic. Um, so I think it's relatively tight fitting, not in like that weird sensual way. It's not what I'm looking for, but just something that is practical and looks very natural to wear. Um, she leaves the ship and starts exploring the bottom of the bay which the first thing she would notice uh, as she gets out and tries to walk around this empty bay, um, it is it is oddly silent. 
Um, I mean, it's the vacuum of space right now. Um, she can only hear her breathing in the suit. Those emergency lights are lightly blinking inside the emergency bay. We hear Cassidy's... As she sort of slowly spacewalks towards a, a door. As she checks it out, though, um, one of the things that our oracle told us is the first thing she'll notice as she's inside. These doors are sealed, sealed shut. Um, they are meant to keep things at bay. Um, specifically described it as sealed against intruders. So she knows that this isn't a... This seems to have been pulled by somebody. This is not just the... Um, this is not just the, oh, we've depressurized, have to seal everything. This is like... She realizes that the klaxons and everything that are happening is... This ship... It had an emergency. Something bad has happened here. But she's got to find out what it is. So first things before we make move in the expedition is she has to get this door unsealed. Um, I think she pulls out a little, um, a little like welding tool or de-welding tool. Just, you know, a little torch of some sort that is meant for opening things like this. And I think knowing that things could depressurize or things could get really weird um, if she does this, I think this is definitely a risky thing and she is going to face danger. Um, it is going to be with expertise. Um, she figures that if her calculations are correct, this door should be into an airlock. So this door should be safe to force open. And that is her reasoning behind this. Um, so sure enough, she pulls out the torch. I am really in the fucking weeds today, guys. Um, so that was a two on the action die. Plus three is a, you know, five. And then I rolled a five and a seven. So on a miss, you fail or a momentarily momentary success is undermined by a dire turn of events. I tell you what, I think this is what happens. I think she is silent, right? <clears throat> we hear the breathing of Cassidy. The we, we hear the torch flip on. And we start hearing only the gas flowing through the suit. We wouldn't hear that like exhaust of the fire. So it's this odd uh, kind of like low rumbling. And sure enough, she gets the door open and she was right. It is into a airlock. She slowly gets into the airlock and then she closes the door behind her. She's able to get it kind of properly sealed to where she knows when she flips the switch, everything will change. Um, it's still technically the vacuum, 
and it's silent. And then as she flips the airlock, we hear it as it depressurizes. But as it depressurizes, we slowly start hearing the more klaxons are in this building. And as she opens the door, um, I think she sees, um, I think she sees a body. Um, I think she sees an Ascension worker who has perished. Um, I don't, I'm not going to get into details, but I don't think it's a very pretty sight either. It seems to be that something attacked this ship and Cassidy is now here on board not knowing what happened um and you know I think we're going to leave it right there for now um I think that's a really good cliffhanger to leave off for the time being and I know exactly where I'm going to pick up next time um yeah, so that was that that was super fun. Um so I will get back to writing this. Uh, again, if you're listening to this, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And I will hopefully catch you soon. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs>